Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. I am joined today by three, count them, three special guests, and I am very <laughs> excited to have them. And you know at least two out of three, but you will, by the end, know the third. And that is, of course, Ethan S. Parker, Griffin Sheridan, and Bob Quinn. Welcome, gentlemen, to the show. Wow, thank you for having yeah. us. Thank you very yes, much. Excellent. My pleasure. Excellent My pleasure. to be here, sir. Yeah, yeah. Now, you may know these uh, supple gentlemen uh, from their... <laughs> runnings in with uh, uh one ryan stegman uh mm -hmm. and his mm -hmm. uh, his podcast and uh you may know bob from his work uh on marvel comics all across the spectrum you've got uh, dawn of x ms marvel fantastic four uh everything mm -hmm. alligator loki yeah uh, that's a big one loki. right yeah and captain mm -hmm. america so that one too, uh, yeah. <laughs> right yeah uh but yeah but today uh, we're probably gonna talk about it all but uh we're our, our main focus today is the uh the enviable uh, responsibility of promoting and talking about your first independent work uh, first right. of all congratulations uh, Thanks, kill man. your darling you. uh, yeah. that book is coming out uh what was it september september 6th september 6th yeah. final order cutoff if you want to tell your comic book stories and we'll talk about that more as we go uh is going to be uh august 14th so right. keep mm -hmm. your calendars marked for that if you are interested in picking up a copy of this book and making sure your comic book store has it uh because Please. that's another element to it we uh, beg so, of you right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> now uh let's do the elevator pitch for kill your darlings we'll get into uh the story the character uh and everything like that and then we'll talk more about like the process of how it was to get from idea yeah. to finished book which i've had the yes. pleasure of reading i have it in my it's literally in front of me right now <laughs> it, it's, it's real positive it exists and that must yes. be a, that must be a, a real a real feather in your cap gentlemen it is yeah griffin you want an elevator pitch at this time sure ethan Thanks for uh, for throwing that to me right here. For doing it every other time and then telling yeah. Griffin to do it now all of a sudden. You know who needs this? Ethan. I've got it. I mean, I've got it perfectly nailed down. I could take the baton. He does. All right. Cool. Hey, all right. Let's see. <clears throat> I think he's Kill Your Darlings is <laughs> a horror fantasy epic. That's the phrase that we are running with. You can kind of think maybe Narnia meets Ari Aster's hereditary um <laughs> and usually when we tell people that combination that's when they go oh, okay <laughs> right <laughs> those oh, are two yeah. things that i wouldn't have was not expecting. put together yeah, yeah. but it, it centers around eight-year-old rose who is a, a very imaginative child there she is uh <laughs> and she likes to play pretend in a world of her own creation she's got her fluffy companions in there and she sort of role plays as this warrior princess sort of leader of this world and it's all fun and games maybe that not as to why she has to escape to this world from her everyday life who knows maybe you'll have to read the book find out if something spooky is going on there <laughs> but nonetheless there is something quite horrific uh, sort of at the center of it and one day that evil sort of rears its head in a new and terrifying way and results in the uh how do you put this um, bloody massacre of all of those aforementioned fluffy friends. Uh, <laughs> and this sort of sets Rose off onto uh, a, a very long journey uh, throughout the course of her life. She's pulled into this saga really that um, began centuries before her own birth. And so there's a much bigger story going on here. There are bigger players than Rose, but she is at the center of it, her and her friends. And how will she defeat this evil? Will she is the question. Can she overcome it? Find yeah. out. If she won, if, if she won quickly, quickly takes you from, oh, this little girl, you know, she plays pretend and she's the best at playing pretend. This is so fun <laughs> to, oh, there is there's a, a something really frightening at the center of her imaginary world. And then and then to, oh, it's real. So mm -hmm. was all of it real? What what is going on? And yeah, she's gonna have to reckon with that in some pretty uh, some pretty horrifying, uh, but exciting ways. Yeah, yes. uh, I also understand that uh, it's you, you haven't you're 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 obviously genre bending quite a bit. You're going from mm -hmm. fantasy to horror to yeah. mm -hmm. uh, you know this kind of esoteric uh, headspace. Uh, but I also think it's a period piece. Mm. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. Yes, yeah. um, it's it was weird when we sort of picked when it would be set. Um, we didn't necessarily pick a time 
that Ethan and I were uh, live for uh, <laughs> in, in many ways. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, I think that just sort of came out of we wanted there to be a sort of specific vibe. I think we wanted also there to be like less technology going on, I, I think yeah, generally uh-huh. speaking. And uh, so to just sort of get that out, out of the way, we're starting off in, in the 90s. Um, a couple of different 90s, maybe. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a lot of thought went into exactly when, when when, and where this book is set. And I think the reasons for that will kind of become more clear as the book goes on. But it, it's we, we, we have said in, in the past, like this book is going to span a lot of time. Uh, and yeah. and so, yeah, our starting point is important uh, and mm-hmm. and meant something to us. And yeah, I, I hope people kind of feel feel where we came from with that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, mostly we wanted to force Bob to look at Cole's catalogs from the '90s, exactly, so he could exactly. try and channel that bizarre energy of fashion. Yeah, I mean, luckily I was alive for it and totally cognizant and like <laughs> all of the best CDs. So yeah, I, I was I was uniquely prepared for this challenge. Absolutely, excellent. You know, it's a good transition. I wanted to talk more about how you came into contact with Bob. Well, what attracted uh, his work to you guys? What attracted you, Bob, to their book, and how that all came about? Before we get into like you know the, the minutia of like the story and its origins and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. We, you know, we th- this book has been so long in the making. Like we, like years ago, it was like, are we making comics? And then it was like, yeah, we're gonna try to make comics. But this book itself has been in development for three years. Like by the nice. time it comes out, this specific story, we'll have been working on this and tinkering with this for about three years. And early on in that process, yeah, we it was you know very quickly like, well, we're gonna have to lock down the artist. We're gonna have to figure out the team. And that was that was just an overwhelming thing right away. Of like, we we cast as wide of a net as we possibly could sent hundreds and hundreds of emails out and uh just to, to anybody that we thought you know their style that we love their style that their style could fit that they could bring something interesting to it uh, and as as griffin likes to say like we you know we sent like a thousand emails and then like you know 20 responded and then like 15 of those were like i'm too busy and then right. and then a, a handful of them we were able to have great conversations with and they were wonderful but what it eventually came down to was um yeah bob was a perfect fit both logistically but also he he had like a real passion for it right away he understood exactly what we were wanting to do um the vibe of it the genre of it and the thematic stuff he just clicked with it instantly and we immediately had such great chemistry. I mean, Bob Bob's energy is is so contagious, and and we had so much fun every time we chatted. And so yeah, it was just immediately such a perfect fit. Um, and yeah, we just yeah. got to work. It was extremely easy when Bob's yeah. email rolled in. Hell There's yeah. some little Hell alligator yeah. action for you. <laughs> Look at him. He's so sly. He's so smug. Uh, uh, it's been it was great. Bob was working on Alligator Loki as we were beginning. Uh, working on this book and so we would oh excellent get on the horn with bob and talk about kill your darlings and then we'd be like what are you doing today and he would pull up a fucking mile long you know photoshop file for <laughs> the marvel unlimited copies of a oh sure alligator Loki, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. privy to seeing that stuff but yeah as soon as we started talking to bob it became pretty evident that he was the guy for the job um and now we're here bob how do you feel yeah. about it it's yeah. great no, I mean, it was like one of the it was a super easy like outside of the logistics of just like, hey, you know, I'm going to be taking a, a, a big, a big, essentially a big leap of faith on on something that I just kind of believed in. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it was I was I was in a very enviable position where I was able to kind of do that. Right. Because it was like this. This email came in from two people I didn't know. And they said, <laughs> hey, we got this book at image. And then I read the I read the pitch and I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and so i was like all right let's talk to him and i was like okay these guys know what the hell they're talking about they're not jokers and okay. the well, pitch is great well, yeah. and all mm-hmm. and like all that well, and you know and then like the the scripts were good too on top of that which i like that that was the big thing because i was sitting there i was like i'll do it and i was like man i, I hope, hope they can write know, yeah i hope i hope they can actually write and, then, <laughs> and i was like oh yeah no these, these guys are good <laughs> This will be, this then, be one oh, yeah. of the rare books to have a pull quote by its artist on the trade that says these yeah. guys are not jokers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not jokers, handwrite, like very pleased. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, I like I like uh, I like comic book uh reviews that are basically just Yelp reviews or eBay yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like <laughs> yeah. feedback. 
Five stars. Wood writers. Would, would read again. Yeah. Would read again. <laughs> would, would draw again. again for again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was like I, I immediately connected with with the material. Every, every script came in, and it was kind of like I mean, like the only the, I think the only thing we they asked me up front was how do you feel about horror, and I was like I don't like it. And then they're like, uh, and then yeah. and then they started giving me these scripts, and I was like, that this is this is horrifying. I guess I'm drawing this now. Right. Yeah. There there was kind of a moment where Ethan and I had to ask ourselves. We were like, should we gauge what he's comfortable with, or should we just sort of write what we're writing and see where it goes? And very quickly, we were like, let's just see what he does with it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and Bob hasn't hasn't flinched. We've sent him some pretty gnarly stuff to draw. Uh, and issue one gets gnarly, but it gets far more gnarly. Hilarious because for Bob to be the only one with a bit of a hesitancy about the horror. And then for us to like, cause we, we try to take a lot of big swings in this. We try to be really surprising and for, and we write some stuff that makes, makes it like, well, you know, finalize it in the script and go, Oh God, that's, that's going to be gross. And then Bob, <laughs> and then Bob gives us the art back and it's just even worse than we thought. We're like, Oh, why did we make him do that? <laughs> and it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Bob, do you find yourself wanting to, and drawn into the storytelling process while this whole uh, book is coming together where you're like, you know what, I kind of, I kind of have some opinions about where this is heading and maybe I can, you know, throw my, throw my, uh, my, um, my two cents into the ring. I, I, we had some like really early on, we kind of had some conversations just sort of about the overall direction. And I'd ask some questions and like, I'd send a couple of thoughts their way, but like usually what would end up happening is it's like, yeah, we're already on that. So like we, <laughs> the, the thing that, well, the thing that was so nice about it was that like at literally every turn, I'd be like, well, what about this thing? And they're, they're like, they're already thinking about it. So I was right. like, Oh, okay, great. <laughs> and then I just kind of was like, well, at a, as usually what would end up happening is like a new script would come in and I go, well, where's this thing going? And then they go, it's going here. And I go, okay, great. That's exactly where it should go. <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? So it's like, anytime I've had a question, it's like, we've been so lockstep with everything. I just kind of went, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, this is, this is easy. That could have been terrifying. Mm -hmm. Like, like oh, sure. we're so thankful that the, the we've had so much time that now the book is like on draft twenty essentially, and so <laughs> like like thankfully mm -hmm. we had our time to like work all the way to the end of this and come back and keep starting over, so that yeah, whenever there is a question of like what the where did, what is this, it's like, yeah, yeah. like oh well, actually glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing too, though, because like when when you get a when you get a file that comes into your inbox and it says ninth draft, and like all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> well, guys. I have a couple <laughs> thoughts about this. It's like, what? what how abs? What? A, what an absolute jerk you'd have to be to just be like, well, I know, I know what's going to be right for this because I have been sitting here at my desk, not in every conversation you guys have been having for the last three years. Like, come on, dude. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's been so great that we've been on the same wavelength about yeah so much of the book. I think that was also when Ethan and I knew that Bob was the right fit was just when everything has clicked I, I like we've said it a couple times on on some shows here that we've we just recently had our first big disagreement about quite literally a, a single <laughs> image um, yeah, 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 and yeah. we and even so we we got on we talked it out and and it was a phenomenal collaborative uh moment and uh but everything else has just been there have been so many times that Bob has turned in pages and I've gone, yeah, that's uh, that's exactly how I saw it in my head. That's incredible. The way that he just like pulled it right out. Um, yeah. And, and then equally so there have been moments where Bob has something has done something differently because of course Ethan and I have festered on the book for years, like we're saying. And so yeah. some visuals are very locked into our heads uh, and maybe it's not even the same thing. We have two different brains turns out. Um, but then Bob will take it in a completely different direction. And I'm like, that's pretty good. That's a totally different thing. And that's <laughs> equally awesome. So yeah, yeah, it's been fantastic. Now, Griffin, you really hit on something when you called it a collaboration, because that's uh, that is one of the most important distinctions to have when you are working on a comic book, whether it's for Marvel or it's your own uh, independent work. It's it is yeah. a true collaboration. It's not just like, OK, here's the script. I hope you make it happen. And it's it, it, yeah. I, I think it's really important to like 
you know, really dial into what your what your collaborator uh, is doing and, and make Absolutely. it into a comfortable collaborative experience that like makes everyone feel like they're being heard and and, and sharing those, uh, you know, their their strengths with uh, with Definitely. this work. It always elevates the work, yeah. makes it the best. Yeah, and, it's, and I mean, especially because like, we we've you know, we haven't done this and Bob is so experienced. And so like we've never lost you know sight of the fact that just we're immensely lucky to be doing this book with him and the way and under the circumstances that we are and and uh and and so yeah it's like we we come into it always just like okay well you know if bob's got thoughts like let's let's hash that out let's like let's talk about it because of course like yeah bob knows what he's talking about like and and so yeah definitely it's just been like essentially especially because we're at image where they you know we don't have editors like giving us their opinions and stuff and so it really is just like this team effort of it feels like everybody's everybody's got their eyes on the thing we're all trying to make the best thing possible yeah mm -hmm. it's it's honestly been a dream <laughs> yeah well take us back three years show us where uh, where this whole idea came from sure. and, and where it started like what were what were some of the influences that made you go i think we should do this i think this is the thing we should do because clearly you know at least out of the out of the three of you two of you have been longtime collaborators yourselves not necessarily yeah. on published works but on your own uh, endeavors you guys have worked together you guys are friends you, you know what you're right. doing and uh mm -hmm. and uh but what made you think okay we should tell this story together this should be our story yeah i mean griffin and i yeah we've been i mean what has it been 10 years now since we we like first became friends over the internet uh just by <laughs> by me emailing him asking if i could be through, on his podcast comics when, when we were teenagers <laughs> yeah wanting to just be on a comic podcast together because it was cool to talk to other teenagers who liked comics on the internet and um and just never stopped calling each other and like we you know we're best friends but we've we've only met in person four times like or five times and uh and so and like like but we talk every single day like it's it's this really um intense collaborative relationship where we're, we've just always wanted to make stuff and and what we've been capable of has usually been podcasts or we've done silly little like narrative audio things and um and that you know it's been that way for a long time then you know one day ryan stegman asks us to help him make a podcast and when that happens you know and we start talking to all these people and make friends with people like donny cates and stuff we're just like man i mean our biggest passion is comic books it's storytelling and 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 so we instantly are like can we do this together can we like like can we as can we transition into being storytellers on this much larger scale and make something that uh, would be like, like I said, like a dream for us. And, um, and so, yeah, like as soon as we started getting into the comic book space and being in and around the, the industry, we just, we had all these discussions about like, well, what, what would we make? I mean, like, you know, we've both written, we've both worked on things for a very long time, but we had never co-written. We'd certainly never created a comic book. Um, and th this book started from just the germ of an idea uh, just at the height of pandemic times, uh, right. when, when we were both doing frontline work, um, and, uh, we're both in a really, really, really dark mental space. Um, uh, I, I was working at a grocery store at the time and like the, the, just the initial visuals popped into my head of, uh, stuff people have seen in the preview pages of some spooky crayon drawings, some hands coming out of a cave and, and all of that and uh and i called griffin up and told him about that and i was like what is this what is this thing that is in my head is this a book because uh, at that point we had tried to get an ash can together for a con and it just kind of fell apart and we weren't feeling it and mm -hmm. but this felt like something and as soon as we started talking about it we both just like had so much input towards it as far as the themes what's going on here what's happening with this kid why what you know um and uh and yeah, it just fleshed out and became meatier and meatier and meatier uh, as it went on. And this book has come to mean so many things to us because we love horror. Um, and that was a, kind of our instant kind of gravitation. Uh, and the fantasy element just came out of that childhood, you know, imagination that we're exploring with our main character. And those things collide so beautifully, like the really fucked up, like weird terror that is in, you know, in these cosmic kind of Lovecraftian um stories just colliding with you know yeah, yeah your childhood wonder your childhood fantasy like that's like peanut butter and jelly oh yeah um, and and as we're working on that and we're going from the scariest to the most fun things we can imagine the book starts to also kind of become about us making a thing for the first time um and uh and so it's got a lot of layers to it and i think it's and we've had to learn how to write together um and yeah but once bob came in that was when the magic like really started and everything started to really yeah catch on 
Yeah, I mean, one one of these three years we're talking about having worked on this project, one of those years uh, was sort of like ruminating on the idea to begin with. And then the other year was crafting a uh, perfect pitch document. Um, yeah, and that, uh, so sort of the pitch document is a beast in and of itself. And so honing the uh, the skills necessary to put something like that together that could, you know, get us in the door at somewhere like image comics that took an extremely long time. Uh, and, um, and once that was done was kind of like, okay, now we have to, um, write it <laughs> right yeah because pitching, pitching is an art form unto itself and it's oh, yeah. very daunting it's it's not fun <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you got to make the thing yeah 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 and when we you know bob said yes and then there was the moment where ethan and i were like fuck okay all right let's start writing it uh <laughs> and uh and yeah the whole thing changed again when pages started coming in yeah. and uh and bob's input was getting in there and uh and now it has sort of even though we've we've written the entire thing it is a very it is a finite story okay uh, um we've written the entire thing a couple of times uh and now that we are with bob and in step with bob now it's once again down to like okay we're we do an issue we hand it off bob does it and then as he's doing it we're watching what he's doing over there and then still working on the next issue while also keeping one eye on what the, the one before it will now look <laughs> yeah. like. And we're like, yeah, okay, yeah. all right, all right. And then as we're doing that, we're like, shit, uh, Bob, you got to change this one little thing. Cause now we're thinking about the next issue and how right. that has to like, so it's yeah, been God, and when, you throw though, promotion, when you throw promotion and everything in there too, you're like playing 40 chess. Trying to make this <laughs> thing happen. It's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it's been a really unique experience. And even though we've had so much time, it, there is sort of still like that. Okay. We're on our feet and we're moving around. It's not like we wrote it and it's done and with that, and that's it. Um, right. Similarly to process. how we've, yeah. yeah. How we've heard it works over in corporate comics and you know the big two and stuff is that it's like constantly like moving and you have no time to work on anything uh you know that's that's not exactly how it's but we've had plenty of time to work on it but uh it has been sort of on that that energy that timetable almost yeah uh how long would you say it took from uh idea to pitch deck for you guys uh, that's tough. A, I think a year, honestly. Okay. Or like you know, two. two we're looking like, at the timeline being three years yeah. from like ID yeah. from like grocery store to like release yeah. date. Yeah, you know? I think um, when we uh, when Ethan had the idea, like we had some conversations, but we immediately started forming the pitch document. So there was always oh, okay. a document that was being worked on. Well, was that like uh, a shared so, Google Doc or was that uh, yeah, just like yeah. email? Oh, yeah. okay. the, the Google suite has been there for us. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. whole ride. Uh, yeah. It's had and, our back uh, podcasting and yeah. now it's got our backs and writing. Well, and, and well, now we're in Dropbox for pages, which I oh, have my oh, yeah. things about, but whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, you got to pay for it because it's going to be like those pages. If you're doing they're huge. Files, they're it's going to be yeah. massive yeah. pages. Yeah. 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 So the, the reason you have fo- like... the only reason that you have thoughts about Dropbox is because you constantly destroy the file structure by just clicking on things. Apparently, <laughs> I, I, I still think there have been a there have been a couple of times recently where um, when Bob sends pages through, I like to look at them on my iPad because you know they're it'll it'll be more sort of representative of how it'll feel. Uh, and when you're just clicking around in the Dropbox app, apparently it's just super fucking easy to just like sort of click and drag it into god knows where uh-huh. and so there was a point where <laughs> someone you or our letter designer john j hill was like where the fuck is this page and we're just like mm, it was i feel the same way about dropbox that i i felt about audacity during the years of podcasting stuff where i'm like this feels like it's a million years old and for mm-hmm. some reason it's an industry standard Yep. Uh, so hopefully Dropbox, like Audacity, will be revealed to be Russian spyware and, uh, <laughs> and we'll drop it. Yeah. Uh, all right, this isn't Dropbox talk. Uh, yes, there, there, there it was. was for a moment. Welcome uh, to Dropbox talk. You're on caller. Yeah. Hi, I've, I've had Dropbox since 1996, and <laughs> it literally hasn't changed the... at all since oh, then. Yeah. 
I've been called a power user, but I don't know all that many <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Yes, there was always a document that was being worked yeah. on. Um, we did have to, we, we commissioned art specifically for the pitch um, yeah. prior to Bob's coming on board. Uh, and so, you know, we got to work with an artist sort of early days in that. And um, they did a, a wonderful job, but it just, wasn't gonna Ooh. work out. I'll talk about that. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, the, the book had a different title too. Like there was there. Yeah. There's a version of this book that is uh, that shares DNA, but is so different, uh, and mm. it's it, it feels like it's been this living thing that keeps growing and changing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, from the pitch to the version that that yeah. sort of is born when Bob comes on board, uh, it all just. Yeah, just changed. It's kind of been crazy, which which sure. means, you know, it, as sort of tough it's been sometimes to have the three years working on the same thing, which is like, you know, what are we working on a fucking blockbuster? Or are we, uh, I was going to say a Marvel <laughs> right. movie, but it kind of feels like those things are like 18 months in and out these days. Uh-huh. But right. uh, it, it's it, we've gone creatively stir crazy on it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um but we've been so fortunate, so lucky to have this much time to hone it because um, uh, we, we've mentioned Donnie Cates. Uh, Donnie has been, um, he, he was very instrumental uh, at the beginning of this process in terms of like helping us just even wrap our minds around storytelling in comics yeah. specifically. Yeah. And he he helped us hone, uh, you know, the pitch document because he's uh, he's a master of that sort of thing, obviously. Yeah, and yeah. he his his words of advice that sort of ring true all the way into uh, today is like when we were talking about who we would like to pitch the book to. He was like, you want to take it to image? And we we're like, of course, we want to take it to image. And he was like, are you sure? Because, <laughs> yeah. because yeah. image is the biggest stage that you can walk out on and share mm-hmm. this sort of thing. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's it's not like the easiest thing in the world to get invited to do a book with image, of course. But it's uh, far easier to not be invited back if the book right. sucks. Yeah. Uh, so you have to show up, and mm-hmm. then at that moment the call goes silent for a second. <laughs> yeah, we both, <laughs> we both, uh, yeah, gain some knots in our back or so. Tense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that has only, you know, over the, the course of making the book has just pushed us even further into like, all right, we got to fucking, let's fucking do this. Every single, <laughs> every yeah. single crazy idea is on the page. And then, yeah, that, it really has become like a driving force for us. It was like, okay, well, the you know the ideas that we have that make our stomachs lurch that make us that make us tense up that we're like oh i don't i don't know that that that's very possible that will be the direction to go because it's like you you get a reaction you get a reaction yeah it's like you never the the enemy is boring people and so always following that gut (laughs) feeling of like of like all right, that's that's fucked up, or or that's that's weird, or that's that's like really silly, or very scary, or like like there's like any time we feel those things in ourselves, it's like, man, let's see if Bob feels it, and because if we all feel it, then 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 hopefully the audience will too, yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed uh, in the credits that Bob is credited for art. Now, does that mean yes. that you are a triple threat? You're both writing. Ooh, I'm yeah. sorry, you're both you're both drawing, inking, and coloring this book. That is correct. Yes. Uh, is that your preferred method or do you uh you know is this kind of like something that it's stretching some different muscles for you uh it's my preferred method of of doing this i've I've been begging marvel for years and years and years i was like please let me color my own book please please please, okay and they'd and they'd be like "Mm." (laughs) and then i was like well this sucks and then you know these guys are like hey we're we're gonna do this book and i was like cool and then like i kind of was like um so how would you guys feel if like I colored it? Would that be okay? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, great. Easy. Done. No problem. <laughs> and, like, and of course we're both like, Oh, thank God. But also I think there was maybe a, uh, a test that you did. I don't know if it was like as quite as like immediate of, of uh, you're going to color it or, or there was at least a moment where Bob sent through a super simple, uh yeah. image of young rose as she is in issue one uh and the 
the mood and the color mm-hmm. like his his coloring uh especially like his use of light and the combination of he had some really bright colors in there and some really neutral colors uh we were immediately like okay the book is gonna look fucking crazy yeah yeah <laughs> like, everybody, knows, awesome. everybody knows getting your first art back on your first thing is magical obviously getting art yes. back on anything is magical and when we got the line work for the initial stuff it was like oh my god this is crazy but mm-hmm. i can't even describe the feeling of when the colors came in because bob is yeah. like when he's controlling the whole process it's like especially with his lighting his lighting just like brings everything to life so dynamically and oh his, yeah his, like his his vision of mood and stuff is just like oh my god mm. it's real like it was just yeah. like the most surreal <laughs> feeling. Yeah. well and in the, yeah. throughout the book throughout the book like you see in the first issue alone there are mul- there's a multitude of rain of 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 yeah. emotional uh moments and like we have there's a mood in uh, in rose's bedroom where she's playing by herself and i know like the lighting of that scene like yeah. i, I mm-hmm. can feel yeah. that scene of like i know the lighting in this kind of room in this yeah. kind of time at this at this kind of time of day uh, but 100%. then you have the other thing where it's like it's dark and it's like nighttime or it's dark and it's midday and mm-hmm. uh, then you go into like the 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 realm of her mind or the realm that she you know imagines and Mm -hmm. it's much brighter it's much more cartoon uh oriented it's 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 a lot like it just it it really creates a disparity between like reality and fantasy absolutely yeah yeah Um, you turn the page and you're it immediately tells you what kind of scene you're getting and and it's exactly it's perfect it puts you in the exact right mind space yeah absolutely i mean you're grabbing everybody by the ears and i'm like (laughs) mashing their head against the table feel this feel this (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah honestly you know once we realize that you know as as issue one was coming together moving forward ethan and i were just like well there's less that we have to sort of explicitly like set up in terms of you know dialogue or or description about what we want the reader to be feeling here because as long as we just tell bob like we want it to feel you know eerie and upsetting and so on so forth and bob's like got it okay great and so we talk about the the two genres and the genre bending and the mixing the the book is split right down the middle in so many ways you know in terms of horror and fantasy and real and imaginary and uh, so on and bob's work is doing so much of uh of the legwork in terms of making sure those genre shifts and those tonal shifts uh, work because sometimes they can you know we we go for a bit of a whiplash thing and mm -hmm. I think in some cases, you know, with with the wrong artist, it might not land. But with Bob, every time it works. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, like, we're writers who want to be fairly minimal whenever we can. We don't want to drown you in words like we want to get out of the way and let Bob mm-hmm. shine. And yeah. it's like and when it's it's um, incredible that, yeah, like be working with somebody who, you know, you can trust with that kind of thing where it's like, yeah, I don't need to have characters telling you what's going on here. Like like it's just perfectly yeah represented. Absolutely. I, I've noticed in my uh, in, in my own experience, I've, I've I've done this thing where I'll um, and I, I want to know if it's it's true with you as well. And I feel like I know yeah. the answer to it already but it's fun to talk about but uh <laughs> mm-hmm. where you'll uh, you'll have a scene where characters are talking and uh it's very minimal dialogue like really simple scene but yeah. it's really emotional and then you get the art back and you go oh they don't have to say anything and you just pull the yeah. words back <laughs> yeah. you just go oh yeah no we're just gonna or you have the lettering in there and you go yeah we can not we can mix that mm-hmm. or we can yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. I, I, I think we, we do it as much as we can yeah and the lettering pass where we're just like yeah don't need it I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Really quick, I like this one from uh, Andrew who says, uh, Bob, how long does it take to draw like a single page? Um, It it takes about a day um, to to do it. Uh, Pencil and ink will be be a day, and then I'll usually, you know, if if you need me to rush, I can do a whole page pencil ink color a day. Mm. But... um, I have to I have to wait on my flatter for that. Otherwise, I can't do it myself. We're having to work to keep up with him at this point because he, yeah, he's unbelievably fast. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he has compl- where where we were a little ahead uh, with the scripts, and now it's like oh fucking a dude, Bob is <laughs> we're running out of oh road. no, yeah. <laughs> Bob is halfway through issue six, yeah, yeah, and we got to get this this script together. So yeah, yeah. now it it is like we're trying to keep pace. Sure. And not to be outdone, uh, this is actually a fun question because it's about the collaborative writing process, which is like, mm. is it 50-50 when it comes to writing? When you guys are writing the book together, how mm. much 
of you is writing versus like is it like here's the scene you write this part i write this part or is it like we'll hash out this and then someone will sit down and write the damn thing yeah this is like this is one of my favorite things to talk about with the book because like this was mm-hmm. the biggest hurdle i think of the entire thing was that was mm-hmm. us figuring out how to write together um mm-hmm. because as much as we've always like had such a smooth collaboration and always loved working together like when we right. started doing this for these for the first two issues it was like oh like like it was like pulling teeth like yeah you're like oh man we're friends this will work out great i think i hate this guy which which was the (laughs) biggest which was the biggest fear because because the people say that about duos all the time that it's like they always have you know catastrophic fallings out and Mm -hmm. uh and so it was a very scary thing to go oh no like there's some fun to be had here, but generally, I mean, early on, I was describing the process as going down into the mines. Uh, it, it was uh, it was very difficult and it was very tense. And of course, like we were never like mad at each other, but like it was just yeah. like it was just like this is hard. This is too hard. And uh, and we figured out a process finally, like around issue three, one and two. I think like we we banged our heads against the wall long enough that they they came out to a point where we're incredibly happy with them. But three was where we finally like got our process to click into place and we did that by saying okay well what are what are a like what we think our strengths are as writers and and in conjunction to that like are those the things that we enjoy doing the most right and how do we give each other the space to do those things and to sort of have our own dominion over certain areas so that we are shining you know together um and so how like how it essentially works is we break down every single issue together really intensely where we we just talk everything out we decide every single beat that's going to happen everything that will go into it together um but griffin uh is is more in charge of the visuals of the book and so he goes in and he makes sure that the book is laid out in terms of um specifically what we're seeing in the panels like what our what our like angles are what are like you know how the drama is presented mm. um and i am more on the side of the the dialogue stuff the character stuff the individual like moments um and so we'll kind of do a pass where he does you know he does his stuff on that side and i do that stuff on my side and then we get together uh live in a document and we we work on anything else that needs to be worked out and we negotiate anything on each other's side that we think needs to be worked out and uh once we started doing that it's been a joy like it's like once we started figuring out how to let each other do the things we like the most Mm -hmm. um it was just like oh this is strangely easy like like it's it's obviously not easy but in comparison it's like it's it's a blast like we we now we now like look forward to writing the book and i that's like thank christ because (laughs) yeah it could have been a lot worse yeah yeah Yeah, it got to a point where it was like down to really pedantic shit where it's like is Mm. this this character's name and i remember there was a point where i i brought something like that up and ethan's like (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah uh and and then yeah finally it all clicked into place and yeah like ethan said now it's just like uh yeah it got weirdly easy it got we got worried that it got significantly easier we were like is the writing worse and then no the issue comes in like bob 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 puts the art in and then john letters it we read it and we're like no it's better it's better yeah and And, and it's really worth putting out there too because you know brian michael ben just he always says make stuff with your friends and i absolutely believe in that i don't think it has to be a thing that destroys relationships and so i (laughs) i it's really encouraging to me and i want i want to share that that it's like there is always a way to figure it out and if you like you can you can figure out how to allow yourselves to to have fun doing the things you like um and if you can't maybe there is like yeah there's a wrench in the gears there maybe there's something going on but um mm-hmm. I, I yeah i would hope everybody could find that place where you're having fun making something together yeah uh nilfinity asked uh what are your creative routines like both alone and collaboratively like what oh, yeah man. what do you do to get into that uh that, that place um man it's uh it's tricky because it's not you know the the only thing we do we've got the the day jobs that do pay the bills and thankfully those are tangential and connected to comics of course Mm, and so i'm appreciative that those things can keep me at least with the with with all the work in the peripherals um 
but a lot of the times I'm writing very late, like work has to come first because I got to get that shit done. And then it'll be like midnight and it's mm-hmm. time to write, which is fine. I'm a night owl. So it works for me. Um, I can't imagine. I could never. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was bad last night. I was telling Ethan last night I was running on no sleep and finishing a script at fucking the 3 a.m. and I just like can't even see straight. <laughs> it's like, it like flying blind. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be um, fine. It's going it to be the best be. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of the times I have these the lights in the room, the fucking the color changing bulbs and stuff. And so depending on what the mood is, I will try and set the mood in the space and change the lights and music is a big part of it for me. Mm. Um, uh, that is actually crucial to like putting me in the headspace. And, uh, this book has been a lot of like, uh, uh, Exuma, the Obeya man, which is just fucking like weird and, you know, tribal and, uh, the score for Mandy, um, by mm. Johan Johansson. Um, the uh, the late the legend uh really moody and fucked up sounding and then every once in a while we get a john williams piece in there because the, oh the book God. also has the fun adventure and everything <laughs> yeah. in it. so that's all very crucial to me and depending on when i'm writing if it's early you know i'll need caffeine and if it's late and i'm trying to get into a more bizarre headspace you know maybe something else not yeah i yeah 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 I, we're kind of the opposite in a lot of those things because like i can't do too early i can't do too late absolutely not it's got to be the middle of the day i'm kind of weird and like uh, like almost religious about the way that i do it where it's like i have to be like i i really believe that like i have to be checked into an exact mental space and that mm. involves me being in a vacuum like okay. like griffin talks about the music thing absolutely not I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. And this this yeah. blows my mind. This blows Honestly. my mind. But it makes sense because you're like writing, you know, dialogue mostly, right. and so right. that makes sense. I can't have anything in my head. Like I got to be in a vacuum. I need nothing going on around me. Um, and I have, like, like I said, I have to be in the right. I mean, tons of coffee, obviously, like at all times. It's uh, the, the times that I write without coffee. I'm like, I'm a fucking hack. This is not what, <laughs> this is, like, honestly. Uh, but all of that. And then like, if there is a day where all of those things are happening and, and the writing's not happening, I'm like, today's not it. It's tomorrow. It's not, <laughs> like, like, it, 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 it's like yeah. a magical thing that has to be tapped into. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And hopefully I get better yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I find that if I have enough runway, even if I start by not being into it and I just stare at it long enough and then words will slowly start coming mm-hmm. out. And then if I give it, like an hour usually and it's finally like yeah fuck yeah we're going yeah, usually right. the first draft you know the vomit draft but <laughs> what do you yeah. do yeah well, I, I, i'm yeah. i'm very lunch pale i wake up in the morning i do the same thing i, I eat a bagel <laughs> have a cup of coffee and then draw until i'm done drawing like it, <laughs> I, 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 I was I, gonna I say about you is it was like i with your regularity of work and everything it just seems like you just like you're hardcore in your routine which blows my mind yeah, it, yeah. It, I, i've gotten so drilled into because i spent you know like a decade in corporate right so like right. i'm used mm-hmm. to waking up at the same time getting my stuff ready sitting down on the thing doing the work and coming home right like so yeah. that's essentially how i treat it right like i wake up in the morning i sit in my office once the work is done i can leave um and then you know if you want to get more micro than that when i'm doing layouts that i need to have absolute silence and then after that i'll listen to whatever happens to be you know have a podcast I love and, that. you know so music whatever but yeah if when i'm when i'm actually t- trying to figure out how to tell the story on the page i, I cannot have any sounds does anything affect you in colors like music wise or anything is there anything no, that, no? interesting no. he's got yeah. it you know, it reminds me of the um, uh, David Lynch approach where uh, apparently he only ate like the same food. Uh-huh. Like he had the same he had the same breakfast for like 10 years in a row because he was like mm-hmm. that part. I don't like mm-hmm. uh, that way. I don't have to think about what I'm like. All of my creative energy can go into just what I'm working on. So mm-hmm. it's just like he goes to the same he went to the same diner, the same food, the same every time. So he just he could yeah. just walk in the food that he needs to eat in order to live went into his body while he planned the next thing and it's like I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that like like i think because because like all of my all of the ideas i think are my best ideas any pitch that we're working on that's come from something i've thought of has been when i was doing a menial task like it's mm-hmm. yeah, like your mm-hmm. brain escapes from 
uh, whatever humdrum shit you got going on. Yeah, I, it's I not definitely the focus. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, I've heard stories too of like people who just like buy fifty of the same shirt and pants. So they don't have to make a decision in the morning, right? Like, yes, I'm like, exactly. This is what I wear. I, I have, I I have strongly considered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have seen my closet evolve into that over right. the past like <laughs> the past decade. Uh, has definitely become that where like I I open it yeah. and my parents are always like you used to dress like so nicely in high school and now and now and now I like open my closet and it's like black shirts mm-hmm. black pants <laughs> or white I shirts. Mean, yeah, like, the last the know. last couple of months I'm switching between two shirts. I'm like I don't. That's incredible, man. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you you are raw dog in reality. <laughs> I am. Uh, Banksy wants to know. He said, uh, uh, "Bob, you got really, uh, really got. How did you get really get started into drawing art uh, when you decided to pursue it professionally? Like, what made uh, you go from drawing to drawing professionally?" So yeah, I don't know. I did I did a lot growing up. Always liked like uh, I was like a comic strip guy. So like I liked you know Garfield and like old Mad Magazine and stuff like that. But uh, like mm-hmm. around the nineties, when all the you know, comic books went crazy art. Then I was like, whoa, this is rad, right? But I, yeah. I never figured out how to draw that way. And that that's kind of fine. But um, good for you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so because um, the 90s graveyard is full of artists that tried to draw like that. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. so like, and then they got to work for Extreme Studios and burned out. And that was the end of it. You know, yeah. it's like haven't burned out yet. So I, I, I've, no, I've found a method of drawing that allows me to do it quickly and look pretty OK, I guess. That looks um, pretty great. Yeah. But um, how did how did I do professionally? Well, what what happened? The the very direct thing that happened was is I was like an okay artist, and then um, remember that uh, that Jake Parker Inktober thing? Yeah, where it was like you draw one image in ink every day in October. So like yep. I got real into that, and then like once October was finished, I was like, well, why stop? Yeah. So then I just kind of did like one image in ink every day. And then, you know, when the next Inktober came around, I was already doing it. So I just posted the shit I was already doing. <laughs> sure. right? But then yeah. but then a really crazy thing happened, which I was I was working at my, you know, my day job. And I was like a, I was a senior producer at a, at a video game company. Um, and I had my my best friend from college and I had this opportunity to 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 actually put out like a book that we wanted to make. Right. And we, we'd written it together. And like there was like a whole plan to do like a transmedia thing with like a TV show and a movie and a video game and all this stuff. And like, gotcha. The, the people that we were going to work with, well, they're like, well, let's just start with the comic book. Cause that's what we have money for. And we're like, all right. Great, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we wrote the thing, we kind of looked at the budget that was remaining and it was like, well, I don't know that we're going to get anybody any good at this budget. And I kind of looked at it and I was like, I could do it at this budget. And I already know that I'd be better than most of the people. I felt like I'd be better than most of the people that would that we would get at that at that number. So I I went to my wife and I was like, hey, um, I have this crazy opportunity to try to do this thing. Upside is really great. Downside, not great. Are you cool with me doing this? And, you know, she was like, yeah, you hate your job. You're miserable. Stop being miserable. Go do this thing. And I was like, okay, great. Uh, thank God she had the health insurance. Otherwise, I couldn't have done it. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, n- now, you know, uh, that that's that's how I did it. And I, I I took a I bet big on myself. That one didn't work out. But uh, a career in comic books kind of accidentally materialized around it. Uh, sure. A friend of mine w- once said that I Forrest Gump my way through comics. Ah. <laughs> kind of like meet people, you know, and like I talked to him. And the next thing I had 15 Dr. Peppers and I met the president. You know what I mean? It's right. like, <laughs> that's literally what happened. It's like, well, you know, one one day Joe Casada wants to know if if their editors know you. And yeah. then you go, no, they don't. And he goes, well, here's who you email. Right. Like, All right. That's literally I've just been lucky the, the, the entire way through my career. And, you know, this is this is no exception. These guys are like, hey, we want to do this thing. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I, I can't I can't <laughs> wait to try to draw this. That's fabulous. Luck all the way around this yeah. team. Yeah. I know um, back in the day when I was trying to develop indie comics myself, uh, there were a lot of different avenues for connecting writers with artists. Um, mm-hmm. And I assume, based on the fact that that was a long time ago, that the method through which people connect and try and find collaborators today has changed significantly. And I'd love to know, like, what was the process for finding ultimately bob and bob what is the process when you are looking for like a new project uh you know do you just put out feelers like is it is it you're you're in a position where you can just say like to an editor or to a friend or to a 
like put a, a collaborator or um, a partner that you work with over time, you know, hey, I'm looking for work. Let me know. Like, you know, let them know. Put out the call. Or do you like, is it is it through like Instagram? You know? um it was well, it used to be through so i'll let you guys talk yeah. about your thing and i can talk about yeah. my thing they're cool. pretty different i think i mean it continues to change because it's like i think our primary source for for outreach was twitter uh all mm. uh, right uh yes. which is like which so it's like even during the course of this project that's changing and uh, yeah like because like like the kind of starting point was like okay well i follow everyone in comics that i like their work on twitter or instagram or whatever yeah. and it's like and uh and you know whenever people are doing those like hi i'm an artist it's artist you know whatever like share your work day or whatever and it's like i follow all the ones that i like so like it's just like building this database of all these people whose work that i like and so that was kind of the starting point of like just going through our following lists and being like it was cool. literally everyone that whose work we admire and of course bob was in there i mean bob like not the least of which like we were so thrilled by his work on donnie's thor uh on yeah. that, the issue with with uh frog thor and uh and and so like yeah we just had all these people that we really admire and reaching out to them and then trying to widen the search beyond that as well of just like you know going through people's websites and and uh and other different like social pools with comic stuff in them and just blasting emails to literally everybody dms to people whose emails we couldn't find mm -hmm. um and uh yeah i mean that's how we've done it now i imagine it's gonna have to change even more it's so weird it's like all right yeah, it's not the, like for, you can't go on for, threads like no no exactly <laughs> it's like are we as the next artist search gonna be through uh, this guy like what are we doing i don't, I don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah it's gonna it's so weird yeah. yeah his name is throg ethan well oh boy <laughs> You know, I always <laughs> called him Frog Thor myself, but uh, I didn't mean any a, disrespect. Yeah, I always <laughs> thought Throg was. The, I thought I always thought that Throg was a you, was a derisive term. People were like, "Oh, I love Throg." Like, it does seem creating. like mockery. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. There was a lot of pouring over social media, which uh, is grueling, and because I don't like being in that space it's terrible yeah, and it's right. only gotten worse totally. but yeah, it's terrible and it's it also hard to Bob. cold call people of like oh, sending sure. emails of just like hi you have no idea who i am you have right? no mm -hmm. idea what this thing i'm working on is you want to talk about it like <laughs> yeah. and so literally anybody who responds is an angel and a wonderful person yeah. <laughs> but that that kind of brings you half the way though because you know that they're probably worth talking to so absolutely yeah, yeah. I'm also I'm also a habitual risk taker. Like I'm constantly yeah. like I don't, I, I don't know, fuck it, and then I just kind of do things. <laughs> like, it's like if if it if my gut is saying to do it, then I just kind of do it, and usually usually it works out. And may you know in some way or another. Yeah, it's worked out um, pretty well so far. Yeah, so yeah. far. I mean, yeah, but like for, for scrounging up work as an artist is a little different because like after I did the graphic novel, I didn't really have any prospects in in comics, but like I had made. There were a few people that knew my work and that were kind of friendly. Like I knew like the way that I got in was that I knew Ben Acker and Ben Blacker from the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Yeah. And it was when they were working on the the comics to support the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I didn't end up being able to be available for when they were working on those, but then Ben Acker was working on a Flash Gordon book over at Dynamite. And then he was like, hey, do you want to work on it? And then I eventually ended up kind of finishing out the series and ingratiated myself to an editor who then started giving me more regular work. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, but then after that, it was all it was all just again, it was like luck and weird stuff that happened on social media. Like my first um, job over at Marvel is because Tom Taylor saw a drawing I did and he tagged his editors and then they asked, you know, and then they wanted to know if, if they knew me. And then, you know, um, like I. Uh, yeah, it's 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 like you you end up you end up with these situations where like you'll make friends with an editor or you'll 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 get an editor out of a bind, and they'll remember you. So when it, what ends up happening is like, oh yeah, th this guy has delivered work for us in the past, and then they'll go, hey, do you, do you have time right now? So like when when I when I hit a dry spell now, like there's a couple people over at Marvel you can email right, like they have they have their talent guy email him, yeah. hey, I'm free again, and then right. they and then they go cool, and then they start talking to their editors, and all of a sudden, editors in your inbox going, hey, we've got this thing, do you want to do it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that that's been how I've done it. It's been almost entirely like one relationship reading leading to another relationship, and making sure that you deliver on time 
uh, work that does not suck. <laughs> right. I think that's a lesson to learn for everybody is like making stuff is built on relationships. And the only way that stuff happens is by putting yourself out there. Like, and totally. so like always talk to people like as embarrassing and as hard as it is, always send emails, always send DMs, just do it. It's fine. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Uh, are there any, um, when you are completed, can we talk about how many issues Kill Your Darlings is? Mm. We, 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 there, we can say there, there's an ending in, there, we have a plan. There's an ending. It's a finite story. We have mm-hmm. an ending that we've always been planning. So people will not jump on and then be left in the lurch. Mm-hmm. And there will be, yeah. there will be the That's, perfect amount of Kill Your Darlings. Yeah. That is something that I've wanted people to know kind of going into yeah. this is that for whatever reason, Sometimes it's a, you know, a creative team. Um, I don't want to say dropping the ball because there's a, a plethora of things that can affect you. A lot of factors. Stuff. Yeah. Yes. So, but sometimes it's on the creative team. Sometimes it's on things like paper shortage, shipping issues, you know, that, that global pandemics. Sure. Global pandemics <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not coming yeah. out regularly, but we're, we're so ahead of the curve on, uh, on, in terms of having stuff ready, uh, so Kill Your Darlings is something that you can count on being in your pull box every single month for an undisclosed the amount perfect of amount of months. Time. <laughs> the exact amount of time that you want. Amount of you, time yeah. you'll get a beginning, a middle, and an end. We're working on the the penultimate issue right now. Wow. The big one is coming up, That's which true. is very daunting. It's extremely daunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. we're I think we're ready. We know what, what's going on in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but yes, it will be a complete thing. And I think you'll really like it. You'll find out you're getting the last issue. You'll go, Oh, that's how did they do it? That's, oh, God, that's <laughs> that is the perfect it. amount. That's the exact yeah, yeah, yeah. amount I wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. They read my yeah, excellent. Well, uh, Kill Your Darlings is uh, on sale in September, but you should probably, if you are interested in pick up this book pre-order it and the uh, final yeah. art of cutoff is going to be august 14th so tell That's your right. local comic book store hey there's this book coming out from image comics kill your darlings i want it uh you know mm. put it on the list and uh it will be in your pull box every month until the book is done That's and right. you yes. will uh you are guaranteed to uh at least have a completed story <laughs> that's right we so we've been yes. saying this a lot the industry's built on a lot of weird things and yes. one of those is that pre-orders are so so drastic they're really important, important. <laughs> yeah and, yeah, which uh, is and not so something like, that they advertise right. yeah, it's weird <laughs> it's weird it's, that they it's don't very weird <laughs> so you know give the book a shot um we hope you really like it we think you'll really like it and if you want to support it if you want us to be able to keep making cool stuff and also just supporting the indie comic space in general yeah please get your pre-orders and, and it's yeah. massively retailers we really yeah. appreciate it Get into right. your comic shop. And we got two two fantastic covers to pick from for oh, yeah. every single issue. Wow. Uh, Bob Bob does the main cover A for every single issue. Great every covers. single one is full wraparound. Yeah. Wrap yeah, around full wraparound color. Color. They're yeah, gorgeous. So yeah. When you get it, yeah. you open it up, you see the whole piece of art. That's been so, so mm. fucking awesome to work on uh, with Bob. Uh, and he's knocked it out of the park every single time Absolutely. Uh, we've also got mr ryan stegman providing uh cover b for every single issue so right. you can see a couple of those already uh online mm-hmm. um those are just ryan reading the issue and just running with whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> idea stands out that, to issue, him. that so, issue one cover that he did is already really iconic to me and just you know it's in a similar vein to bob's cover but then yeah, issue two is his wacky issue two he did this this cool frank miller homage you should go check it yeah. out uh, it won't yes. make any sense to you you'll be like what am i looking at mm-hmm. uh, but yes. i read issue one and it might get you kind of excited <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and we just found out we just released the walking dead crossover cover that's right uh, yep. uh for issue two which was like when image came into our inbox and was like do you guys want to do a walking dead anniversary cover and we were like uh yeah. yes yeah i think we yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fucking crazy uh and, and bob, bob painted it bob like bob, yeah. bob went oh, all that's over. cool yeah it's so, unbelievable yeah, yeah. You to look out uh, for that one too justin got the mustache uh wrapping up mm-hmm. with the final question in five or ten years what would you say is the thing you're the most proud of from this experience Hmm. more than the book more than having the book yeah yeah, exactly i was gonna say (laughs) the book is out for god's sake (laughs) that's and and you know it's such a bizarre thing we have a handful of completed pdfs but you know they just don't have the same tech Mm -hmm. tactile sort of thing to it to make it feel real 
Yeah. Um, I need to feel those so, nice image cardstock covers. I need it in yeah. my hands. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, oh, absolutely. That's that I imagine will be the moment is when the big box of comps arrives and uh, yeah. and you pull it out for the first time. It's going to be uh, pretty crazy. I think, I think yeah. the thing that I'll look back on the most proudly and the thing I'm currently most proudly of is like we are already working on other stuff and we and we have a lot of stuff we want to do. But with this book, I can truly say like, I think we're really leaving it all on the floor as the kids say, where it's Mm -hmm. like, it's like this book is saying everything that I want to say in a story at this moment in my life. It's, it is like, it is exactly what I want to be making at this moment. Uh, And so I think that'll be something I'll look back on and be like, wow, that's like that really encapsulated that time of my life. And And I really put everything I could have into it. And I think we're all, we are all, doing that we're all firing on all yeah. cylinders as much as we can yeah i was i was gonna say the exact same thing i was like yeah. it, it, it really there was no there was nothing in this book i felt like i had to compromise on right which is an incredible feeling when you when you get to do it yeah 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 absolutely mm-hmm. ethan parker griffin sheridan bob quinn gentlemen thank you for being here thanks for the book thanks. and uh, thank folks, you for check us. it out and we'll see you guys next time with another episode i'm sal so long, everybody. <laughs> thank you <laughs> thanks, doing sal. A damn. thanks guys <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs> <laughs>